It's an abomination. Jimmy, we can't we can't both lose our jobs. Come on. <laughs> I'm tenured. I'm good. <laughs> it's an abomination. It's crazy. Anyway, I was I told my buddies I'm like, dude, a tornado's the best hope we have for new buildings. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Hello, Ted. It is episode 219, and we are uh, 19 episodes past 200. Are we now qualified for syndication? <laughs> I think after 100, you get to you get to syndicate. That's I thought it was 200. <laughs> the old episodic, you know, you really you really start you really start raking in the bucks at 200. Well, uh, okay. Well, then I'm not raking in any bucks, so I think we're doing something <laughs> wrong. I'm glad you haven't floated away. I heard you guys got like six inches or something. We're yeah, we're still getting whatever we we're getting. We're well, we are too. We're getting a ton of rain, but you guys have like double what we have. Really? All right. Well, before I before I hear about how you're getting pounded, <laughs> let's open some beers. Let's pound some beers. What do you have? What do you have? I have a Highland Park Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Highland Park. Out of L.A.? I think so. It's a DD. What's a DDH double IPA? DDH? Yeah, brewed in Highland Park Brewery, Los Angeles, California. It's a double dry hopped. Double dry hopped. Oh, double, double dry Indian hopped. Indian okay. pale ale. We're kicking it at 8%. So it should be really aromatic. I know, right? This is what I'm going for this, this whole month is, is aromatics and this one was picked by audrey it's got flowers on it and you know yeah so. no flowers it has uh the uh what's it called um poppies the california poppy yeah, yeah my whole yard's about <laughs> to pop with pop oh, nice yeah they're ready to go <sighs> all right cool what do you have oh my god you can you can hear it you can smell it the minute i open it i have Untitled Art. Oh, nice. Love Untitled. You, you've you heard of Untitled. Yeah, love it. Yeah, Untitled Art. I have a barrel-aged hazelnut imperial stout. Ooh, tasty. 13%. Wow, wow. Big guns. Big guns this week. Well, I was of the impression that we have a cold winter's night. Uh -huh. And whenever you think of, like, cold winter, whatever it is, like, across the globe... It tends to be like heavy ales, heavy stouts, heavy porters. Those are your winter beers. You're not done cutting the grass at 110 degrees <laughs> and you're going to sit down with a stout. No, man. You sit down with a light lager because it's refreshing and crisp. Right. Now that it's cold, I want it like warm up by the fire with a hazelnut imperial stout at 13%. Yeah. Uh, sans fire. <laughs> We had we had a we we put the fire on today. We did uh we had a, we had a chocked full of day of of work and uh chore and errands. We started the morning at with um Ooh, look at that. Oh beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> oh my god. What what is it? What are you hitting? Oh the aroma. It's like chocolatey hazel. <laughs> oh nice. Wow, it's like incredible. <laughs> so we started with coffee with the principal this morning. So it's always fun to go into the high, go into the middle school. About what time are you talking? Like, you're talking about like eight, like eight fifteen in the morning. And the kids aren't at school yet. The kid, the kids are at school, but while after the after we drop the kids off, we go back to back to Bryce's middle school, and we and we meet with the principal. Oh, coffee with the principal. You have talked about this a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is our this is the new principal. Okay. He was uh, he was at the middle school, then he went to the high school as assistant principal. Now he's back at the middle school as the full principal, um, and we're we're big fans of uh, Mr. Hubble. So <laughs> you know, and and is always joking like, you know, that's her that's her boyfriend or something like that. But it's just funny. So okay, you're big fans as an educator. Uh huh. Uh, I've worked with a number of principals. Well, I'll just ask you straight up. Like you said, you're big fans. What do you like about him? Yeah, you know, I you know what I really like. I like. I like the open door kind of policy. I like I like straight shooters. Okay, you know I I, I like the idea of 
just people that are willing to be, you know, I think this morning our conversation was all about like, you know, when your kid is the victim of something, you know, how you always want to go after that other kid, but you can't, you know what I mean? And every kid's going to have their bad day or bad time and no kids like truly evil kind of thing, you know? So I, I like that, that angle, you know? Well, like today, for example, before dinner, Mike is screaming at me about just like the most nonsensical nonsense. <laughs> My reply to him was, you need to eat. <laughs> he was hangry. <laughs> yeah, it, it has like he's not a bad kid. There's nothing bad about what he was doing. He needed food. He was he was off of his uh, his sugars. <laughs> sugars are off. <laughs> and then, yeah, exactly. And then and then finally he goes storming away and he turns around and he screams at me. I need food. <laughs> and I said. Exactly. Yes. That's why I'm not mad at you. <laughs> you know, like I know you're hungry. Like go eat. Food's on the table. That's awesome. You know? But okay, no, that's good to know though, because pr there, there's different kinds of principles. Mm -hmm. You know, there are principles that understand children, and within that understanding of children, they see how again, like food, how situations, how peers, you know, how different things influence behavior. Right. And then there's other principals that I've worked with who are and and forgive me if I can't say it proper, but like, you know, you have like statisticians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like logisticians. <laughs> I, I call them all bean counters. We have we have you have them yeah. you have them in every walk of, of, of occupation. They're into logistics. Yeah, they're like, oh, we can be efficient this way, or we can do something this exactly. way. Exactly. We can tweak this and it'll be better, but maybe not more human, but it'll be it'll be more efficient or something like that. And they're like managing the money, they're managing like personnel they're managing all this stuff but like they lose sight of the fact that they're there for kids right right and and to me to me the thing is the people that that have kids that, like educators that have children that are within the range like the principal that left he had some some early 20 20 something kids so at least he's like he remembers what it's like uh mr hubble has a, a junior so somebody that's in audrey's class you know, so it's it's very, very local. And and Burbank, man, Burbank's just a small town. Like he's been there. You know, he grew up in Burbank, so he knows, you know, he knows the area. Burbank is like Lompoc in the middle of L.A. I know. It's so crazy. That's exactly. That's very good. That's a very good way of saying it. Right. Um. Yeah. So that and then uh, we got home and we we had a we, we started a fire before my noon meeting. And uh, and we just kept the fire going all all day. So we had we had a fire in the fireplace. So you working from home still? Well, no. Fridays we uh, Fridays we work at home because we're oh okay. We go we go in, we're supposed to go in four days a week. Um, we're we're about to move to the lot, so we're 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 doing our four three or four days a week right now. What do you mean the lot? Uh, they're moving our offices from the from the tall building to the place where they make movies and stuff. Really? Yeah. I mean. From what you can tell us, is there a reason why or no, I don't I don't know that there's a reason. So the speculation is that because we're, you know, we're kind of semi remote, I think that people want to see people. I think they want to consolidate um, the the real estate. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't have any. I don't have any insight to this. This is all just my speculation. But the lot is like if you go to Universal Studios and you're like on the back lot and they have the stages and they have the office buildings right. and all that. Right. Is that the kind of lot you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking about the I think it's the Roy O. Disney Roy O. Disney building. So there's the team Disney building, which is the classic Disney building with the um, with the seven dwarves holding up the roof. And that's where that's where Bob Iger's office is. That's where the main headquarters is. And right next to that is the Roy O or the Roy E Disney. I think it's the Roy O O Bill Roy O Disney building. Okay. And that's the building that used to hold like lawyers and other people. And I think <laughs> the lawyers and the bean counters were talking about. <laughs> exactly. And so I think they're either still there or you know, I think that's where they're trying to move us. So we're just we're we're just waiting for that to come down <laughs> and it's coinciding with the layoffs. 
So I'm not too, you know, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> if it happens, it happens. Well, to the extent, I mean, I like, hold on, yeah. let's stop you there. <laughs> we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. I don't want you to hang yourself. Right, right, right. If you, like, if we need to cut this, like, we'll cut this, you know, <laughs> but, but are you safe? No, there's no, there's no safe. I don't think anybody's safe. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, uh, well, uh, whatever. I mean, I- I'm uncomfortable talking about it. <laughs> well, here- here's the joke that I did. I walked in. Uh, they-, they delivered all the boxes for everybody to box up their stuff. Oh, boy. And we're- we were told we-, we were told. Like banker's boxes. Like, yeah, like the office box, office moving boxes. So I brought a box over to my-, my buddy's office, and he had a couple people in his office. And I was like, so we all get to pack up. <laughs> And then they just come around. They say, all right, you're going to the new building. You're going to the building. You not so fast. You're going home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the same. What a, what a way to kill two birds with one stone. You have some people move over to the lot and then other people just take your box home. <laughs> but anyway, uh, on to on to more, more uplifting stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, tell me about your beer and how. Uh, give me some taste. Oh, the beer notes, is. I have a few tasting okay, notes great. on my end. So mine's a hazy, you know, like we like we said, a double dry hop. So it's very hoppy, um, but it's you know, I think it's your your classic hazy uh, Indian pale ale, double double Indian pale ale. Okay, it looks extremely like lactose milky. It's it is it is milky. It has a it has a lot of weight, you know, tongue weight. You know what I mean? It just feels thick on your tongue. Is it a uh, New England IPA? It feels like it, but it's, you know, it's not. It's just double double dry hop, so it doesn't really say anything about that. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a good classic uh, dipper. How about you? G- g- give me some of your tasting notes. Hazelnut. <laughs> Literally, that's my tasting note is hazelnut. There's no bitter. At 13%, how's the alcohol? Hazelnut. Really? It's, it's the hazelnut's that powerful. There's nothing else to say about it. <laughs> There's no like. There's no alcohol. There's no bitter. There's no bourbon. That's amazing. There's no ba- hazelnut. Amazing. That's all it is. It's like if you went to Starbucks and got a hazelnut mochaccino or something. <laughs> that's what it tastes like. Uh, what I would say though is this could be extremely dangerous because you're like, oh, it's like a <laughs> you don't take <laughs> like thirteen percent. If I put this in a cup on a Monday morning to take to work, and my boss said, "What are you drinking there?" Hazelnut coffee. <laughs> and I said, "I got a hazelnut." Hazelnut cold brew. I didn't say coffee. I just said hazelnut because like I'm 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 trying to be like ambiguous, right? Like, <laughs> well, could couldn't you say it's a cold brew? Hazelnut cold brew because it's cold. Cold. Okay, and it's a brew. sure. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I mean, I need a plausible deniability, right? (laughs) Got a hazelnut. Let me taste that sucker. (laughs) All right. You're good. (laughs) He wouldn't know the difference. That's what's crazy about this. Yeah. It's like, I can't be like, oh, it's bitter on the front end, savory on the back end. (laughs) It's haze. It's hazelnut, hazelnut all the way through. No, it's just it's just hazelnut. That's it. It's it's hazelnut as if the hazelnut was the the Kool-Aid man <laughs> breaking through their wall. <laughs> hey, hazelnut man. You know, like it, oh, it's yeah. just like a beer can instead of like the, the jug guy, you know, it's like a beer can coming through the walls. Yeah. All right, man. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about it already, but like you guys got like I talking to Frank, you guys got over six inches already. You haven't yet floated away in the weather. We haven't floated I mean, away. Yeah, the weather's been crazy. We were we were only one of two families that showed up to this uh coffee with the with the principal. So it was basically like our own little meeting with him. And uh, and you're talking about what what makes a good administrator from a, from a parent's point of view. Yeah. And well, he was he started talking about like you know we kind of want to bubble wrap our kids, but we can't bubble wrap them. And I was like, oh, I like that. I like that thought of not bubble wrapping your kids because doesn't that speak to the book that we're talking? <laughs> we're both reading. You know, I'm a little more than halfway through. So when he said we don't want to bubble wrap our kids. I, I brought up our podcast last week when, when we, which the intro is so great that I play it for both of my kids. Plus 10. Plus 10. Plus 10. Plus 10. They plus 10 through life. I hope, I, you know, over these years, I hope I, you know, I mean, 219 episodes, 
I think I've chosen like 215 of our intros, <laughs> and have, I hope they're have. always good. They're always entertaining. They're always entertaining. But I try to pick the best part. But it was. Know? But this one was particularly poignant. Okay, you know, because we're talking about this, where you you know, plus tending through life doesn't really work. Right. I feel I have good judgment um, with that. So, <laughs> so it was. It was nice to be able to bring up uh, to drop my podcast in, in this uh, parent <laughs> parent principle <laughs> little little meeting room. Yeah, but you don't want to listen to the rest of it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> He's talking about his podcast about good for children, and then it's like thirty minutes of beer talk. How how was your week? What have you done besides uh, uh, staying dry as as dry? Oh wait, are you are you biking in this rain? Oh yeah, I'm biking in the rain. Ugh. you know I, I I got rain gear. So is my wife. So is Clarissa. So she, we're all we got our rain gear and stuff. So we had a tornado warning today. That's crazy. Yeah, there was uh, conditions were ripe for a tornado. And, you know, when you look at I'm like comes across the thing, you know, the principal says across the announcements, uh, tornado warning, shelter in place. Yeah. You know, and and you look at the sky and you're like, oh, my, you know, it has it like that. Like, I remember Ominous. when I was a kid, like it. it <laughs> In Illinois, it has like that green look to it. Oh, like, oh my God. It's about, it's about to become like Tornado Alley. Yeah. You know, so then I'm texting my buddies. You know, I have this little text group with a couple of psychs. And I'm like, man, if only the tornado would strike. Because <laughs> every year, every every voting cycle, they float a bond. Uh-huh. And every voting cycle, the community votes down the bond. And we recently had, it's called WASC, Western Association of Schools and Colleges. Yeah. You know, you always have to go through your WASC accreditation. And this was mm-hmm. this was the year for our WASC accreditation. The woman who, the, the, the chair of this WASC committee, she said, me and my team have done over 60 WASC accreditations and we've never seen a school, a school district in such disarray. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> She's like, I I went into a classroom and I could see through the walls. Oh, no. Our school district, it's an abomination. Jimmy, we can't we can't both lose our jobs. Come on. (laughs) I'm tenured. I'm good. (laughs) It's an abomination. It's crazy. Anyway, I was I told my buddies, I'm like, dude, a tornado is the best hope we have for new buildings. (laughs) The only hope you have. <laughs> it's the only hope we have to get new buildings built because if 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 a tornado doesn't wipe us out, we don't get anything. But yeah, that and uh, I finally got our taxes done. Oh, so early, man. Come on, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like death and taxes, and at least my taxes are done. I don't want death to happen. Right. But yeah, I mean, other than that... Um, I mean, rain taxes and rain. Oh, dude, the wind was blowing so freaking insane. Yeah. I go to bed, you know, a couple nights ago. I mean, it's like 40, 45 miles an hour. I mean, the wind is just insane. Whipping, right? Shit in the backyard, you know, like blowing around. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose the fences. (laughs) Oh, no. Anyway, how about you, man, before we get into our uh, trailer for the night? Yeah, you know, I think. We're just uh, Audrey's getting ready to 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 take the driving test. I think we we have that scheduled. Less it's she's seventeen. She's seventeen, right? less than a month away. So uh, we're gonna do it right before we go on spring break. So so uh, okay. And spring break is in April. No, it's uh, March twenty second or March twenty first. I think it starts March twenty first. Okay, you guys go a couple of weeks then before us because we're going to Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, cool for Tim's birthday, but we put it off to spring break. Mm-hmm. And the night, no, two nights or the night before Knott's Berry Farm, we're going to Medieval Times. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I know I'm excited about <laughs> it. You know, and I just want to look at like the torture chamber stuff (laughs) did you go to medieval did you do did you do that as a child i did uh, no not as a child i did it uh there's a medieval times just outside of chicago like Uh northwest suburbs and i was probably like 25 when i went oh wow okay yeah yeah so i was i was like 10 
I was 10 and they had this really, really cool. Wow, they've been around that long? <laughs> yeah, they've been around forever. Not saying you're old, but I'm just saying they've been around that long. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's branded the medieval times, but it was like, a, you know, a festival, whatever. Uh, Renaissance Renaissance Festival, but I remember they had they had they had this really really cool thing because it was mid eighties early eighties far less lit- litigious time right so they they didn't they didn't sue everybody so they could have this it was a horse basically on a zip line and it was weighted in s- a real horse no 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 a wooden like horse and you you'd sit oh, you'd okay. sit on top of the zip line and it's weighted so the horse could fly down the zip line and you just ride him with the lance. And I was I, w- I was able to like hold the lance, ride down the zip line, and like hit this wooden dragon with my lance. It was so amazing. That was a ten was, year old Ted. <laughs> could you imagine that? That was just a. It was like the highlight of my. I love it. My uh, my single digits or or pre preteen years. Yeah, your tweener years. That's amazing. <laughs> so Audrey's gonna get her driver's license. Yep. So, so she's getting prepped for that, and we're gonna keep the Dodge. I think you know we were looking at we were looking okay. at selling the Dodge and getting her something new, and then I was just like, we're not gonna get the value of what we put into it. You know, we recently just paid it off. It'll cost you more to replace than it's worth. Yeah, and then I'm just like, you know, you can't. I I don't want to. She she hates that I put this out into the world, but you know, kids they don't you don't have the reaction. You don't have the you don't have the wherewithal. You don't have the the seasoned veteran driving. You know what I mean? The reflexes, and you're gonna have an accident. I just told him like, there's gonna be an accident, and I'd rather you be in this big thing, you know, <laughs> big thing that doesn't go very fast. Think about a bell curve, right? Like crashes happen, and and it's a bell curve that's kind of like a U-shaped bell curve, though. So it's like right early in your driving career, lots of crashes. And then, like, they kind of taper off, like, through middle ages. And then as you become senior citizens, crashes start up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I know there's different names for, like, there's bell curves, but there's different names for different. It's like an inverted bell curve. I Yeah, I can see it. I can picture it. But, yeah, that's how it is, though. Like, for, for 16 to 25, right. it's the most deadly time to drive. And then it's, like, from, like, 75 on. <laughs> Yeah. on it's it up go, again yeah. yeah exactly it goes you know yeah so i so i feel like you know like the tesla is definitely s- the safest car we own but it's also the most expensive car we own <laughs> and the fa- and the fastest car we own <laughs> but ted let me say though i mean in audrey's defense yes she is like my son timothy uh-huh, uh-huh. a very responsible young lady yes she's intelligent She's responsible. She, I think Audrey will do what's right and what's best. Yes. Our other two uh, (laughs) children, Bryce and Mike, I don't know what to think and what to make of that, but, but I know our, both of our oldest, I think I would trust. We're, we're, we're good with them. Yeah. I'm not saying that I wouldn't trust others, you know, like you don't know what's going right, to happen. Right. But I think in their judgment, when things get precarious, they're going to slow down. Right. And and but that's the thing that I've had to like tell her. I'm like, you don't you know, somebody behind. And, and it's just when people start honking because she's like very safe and very cautious. She's sensitive to other people's. When people start honking or people are like encroaching on her, then she gets a little antsy and she kind of just guns it. And because they're in the Tesla, you can really gun it. Like, don't don't step sure, on the gas yeah. in this thing because you'll just take off. But the funny but the funny thing is that Bryce, he doesn't want uh, an electric vehicle at all. He wants a manual transmission. I was like, he wants horsepower. <laughs> he wants horsepower and he wants a, a stick shift. And I said, all right, so you get a stick shift. Yeah, but he's also taking Instagram off his phone <laughs> and he probably wants to shoot film. <laughs> yes, yes. He is He is a Luddite, a Luddite in the making. <laughs> a Luddite. It's hilarious. 
Oh man, Bryce is like it's funny though. It's like knowing him and and the more you talk about like he wants manual transmission <laughs> and and I'm joking about like shooting film, but like he probably does want to shoot film, you know? Oh yeah, he he has a film camera and I just Oh, does he? And I won't and I won't buy him film because I'm like what are you, what are you shooting? Like, you know, maybe if we go on vac- go on vacation, you can you can uh, shoot some film. How about this? With dad's permission, I have have about a dozen rolls of film okay in the refrigerator <laughs> i do have film cameras i have uh uh olympus om1 you know what you know what you know what i you know if you're if you're offering your 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 gear or your services i mean he has a film camera and i think he has some film i think he just needs a little little like a little guidance on how to do it i mean i i took some film classes and stuff but i'm just like eh not not my thing anymore. No, 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 no. I'll, photography is like super easy. I'll sh- I'll teach him the basics. Next time we come down. So, OK, that said, I got to bring my hard drive with all of our um, unmentionables on it <laughs> for your NAS. And we we, we we talked about that in the green uh-huh, room. Uh-huh. I'll leave it there because I don't need to be having like uh, the FCC after me or something or whatever. FC- what Ooh, is it? No, who cares? I don't even know. <laughs> Um, I'll bring film. I have, like I said, I have like, I don't know, 10 rolls of film or something. And I'm just like, what am I going to do with this? (laughs) I was going to give it to the, to the school, Uh but most, I think I have like one roll of black and white and the rest is color. And it's like Kodachrome 800, Kodachrome, you know, 400, 200, 100. And the teacher's like, no, we got to develop our own, but we can't do color. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this then? You know? And so I'll give him all the film. Uh Uh-huh. I have film cameras. I still have a camera that has pictures of the boys. I've been every once in a while. I take like a picture. Right. From whatever. Like I, I have it's like 800 speed Kodachrome. I'm like 800. <laughs> like, why am I shooting such fast film? You know, and I don't know. I just loaded up one day and it's like six years in this wow. camera that I just got to finish, you know, but but we'll finish. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. get Bryce on right. the film side of things. And <laughs> and because uh, I love photography and we'll get into it. Awesome. But hey, listen, we're like too far into this episode. <laughs> Shooting the shit about whatever, and it's time to get into the machine. The trailer for the week. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, the machine. Let's let's get after it. It's kind of like Romanov. Romanov? Yeah, from Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Romanov. They have that like good-looking chick, and she starts kicking ass, <laughs> you know. And Romanov kicks ass. One thing I'm gonna say though is. We perceive, like, as Americans, right? Like, we perceive Russians, for whatever reason, like, these badass, robotic Soviet, Soviet powered, I, I don't know, but, like, the robots. Right. But I think when you look at, like, the Ukraine war, and I don't want to get into politics. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think when you look at the, the Ukraine war and all that's going on, like, the Ukrainians are kicking the Russians' ass. Yeah. And I think if it got to the point where, you know, we went toe-to-toe with the Russians, like if we had, barring anything nuclear, God forbid, there'd be a thousand-to-one casualties. You know, we would just mop the floor with them. I don't think... There might, I'm not saying there's not some badass, <laughs> badass Russian chick out there who could kick my ass. I'm sure there is, right? Like, I'm nobody. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, you're talking about, like, Burt Kreischer. And we go back to episode 131. Oh, oh back nice. October 1st, 2020. Like, we were deep in pandemic COVID when we covered the cabin with Burt That's Kreischer. That's right. His little, his little comedy. And wasn't he waxing his ass or something? <laughs> he was waxing like his butthole <laughs> in a cabin with, Whatever. with guests yeah. with like, uh, what's her name? Caitlyn Jenner and stuff. <laughs> Didn't, wasn't there some other like, I think it was like a black comedian chick or something oh, yeah. who like saw <laughs> him like, waxing no. his and ass and just like, just like no. left. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not doing this. 
And then they had to fill the slot with someone else, and then someone else came in. And he even said too, he's like, "Yeah, she left. I had to fill. It, I had to fill the slot That's with hilarious. you, dude. It was Bert Kreischer's insane." But here, here's my thing. Here's my my first my first uh, my first note on this. Okay, okay, tell me. Because Bert, so I, I love this story. I love the Russian, the Russian train story, whatever, like the Russian crime story. And I heard it back at that back in the day. And wait, is this true? It's supposedly true. Like it's supposedly supposedly it's a Get it's his out. true story that he tells, and you know when he when he's taken off his shirt, you know, during his comedy show. Here's like you know how they have like uh uh I don't know a reaction. You know how they have like oh reaction videos like. Yeah. Reaction videos. First time hip hop guy hears in the air tonight. Right, right, right. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna drop. It's gonna drop right now. <laughs> ba-doom, 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 ba-doom. You know, and then like the hip hop guy just loses his shit over in the air tonight. This is my reaction video. Are you telling me this is a true story? He 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 tells it as a true story. He tells it as the a machine? true story. That this is what, what happened to him in in college. So and and you know GTFO, man. I call bull. Really? I I I had maybe I don't know. I had some crazy shit happen to me in college. Like <laughs> there were things. Yeah, but Russian women, hot Russian women kicking your ass? No, no, no. Okay, so that. Oh, 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 oh. So the real the real story is the whole getting on a train and so there's a real story that he tells. So this is this is okay. So this is my problem with this movie, and I and and it's a problem. But it maybe it's maybe it's just a neat way to get into a story. Basically, he has a short story that he uses in his comedy act that is his historical story of being in college and going, you know, to a Russian field trip or whatever it is. And he ends up falling in with the Russian gang. <clears throat> so when he does that, that's part of the story. And then this movie kind of jumps into the present day. Where he's been telling this story for all the years, and like you, everybody calls bullshit on him, right? <laughs> like all the way down to his dad calling bullshit on him, and and then out of nowhere, the Russian chick comes out and she wants she wants her pound of flesh. She's corroborating that this really happened and he was the machine back in the day, but corroborating it not not to corroborate it, but to get her stuff back. Right. Yeah. No, I know. Can you imagine if that's you? Like, no one believes you, but like, you're this machine. But now you're a fat dude. So the only, so the, <laughs> shirt so the only thing, that, the only thing that gets me about the story is uh, that he didn't black it. out. <laughs> like, he would black out a lot more, I think, if you were, if you're his level. Not, not, not out of experience. I'm just saying. I think that people like that would black out a lot more. So you don't have the full, you have to piece things together a lot, you know, if you're, if you're in that kind of situation in college. But the thing that got me about the trailer was Bert Kreischer is a real person playing himself, telling a story about his past. And then it jumps into the fiction narrative of the present day. Wait, you're saying he's the machine? He's the machine. And he's, and he, and he, t- <laughs> Get the fuck out. Like, you think he's really this dude? He said he's the dude who who the Russian mob loved and they would call him the machine and stuff. Yes. So that's that's his story. But so so this is my problem. You know, we have we have this whole legacy story of what what we all know. And then you show us Mark Hamill. And after you've seen Bert Kreischer and his fake wife. Well, Mark Hamill's his dad. But in the beginning, the first time I saw Mark Hamill, I was like, oh, is Bert Kreischer friends with Mark Hamill? Like, I thought everybody was playing themselves in this movie. And it wasn't until the next scene when he's, like, talking to him about being his dad. I think they even they even explicitly say, my dad over there. You know, like, like there's one scene where, you know, the, he during the trailer where he calls him, you know, my my dad. Because it's so, you know, unclear what's going on. So I think there's there's some there's some key points where they're trying to to fix what's going on in this trailer. It's very confusing. <laughs> it is. I'm starting to see this trailer with a different perspective. One of the things is, though, so Burt Kreischer is 
the machine. Let's assume he's a real machine where like it's like the Russian Soviet whatever machine that he's like this badass jujitsu guy or something. You have to hear the whole. So you have to hear the story. He was not he was not a badass anybody. But the Russian mob wanted to like rob these people on a train and he was just drinking, having a good time and he could hold his liquor. So when he was holding his liquor and they're all pounding vodka and stuff, they they called him. They started calling him the machine and they just liked having this American around that could hold his liquor. Oh, so they invited him into their gang activities (laughs) on the train. Oh, man, I don't know where to go with this. I mean, it's one of the. Yeah, I think there's two different uh, there's two different access points it's like you saw it as just a trailer and a movie and like this whole thing but then if you know the story really well and like i i don't know the story really well <laughs> i listen to, i listen to that the machine uh like his set his his uh what i call it a tight five he has a tight five minutes on this story and it's really a great story but a lot of people just think it's fake you know so <laughs> this is this is his way of doing it you know okay let me ask it this way then so let's assume this mm-hmm. story is all true he is the machine the whole thing is going down the way it plays out the hot russian uh-huh. karate chick whatever is kicking his ass all of it right let's just say it's is is how it plays out why are you gonna put this in hollywood and on TV and on streaming and in the movies and in theaters and all this stuff you're going to do and bring, you know, light to your situation with this story with what the fallout could be to where the Russian mob might kill you. All of the current day stuff is all f- is all fiction. And supposedly the story from college, the 20 year old story from college is the real deal. So this is like from 20 years ago. Yeah. The Russian lady is, is the fiction written to, to showcase and to encapsulate his self, his proposed true story about his college uh, abroad uh, thing. All right. Okay. I got to read more into this. I got to see it again and read more into it now. (laughs) I, I will, I will send, I will send you the, the, his little stand-up piece about this. Yeah, no, for sure. Send me some, well, what he says. And I also want to look more into it. I mean, like the, the, yeah, I mean, the Burt Kreischer. Legacy? I I don't know, like People (laughs) Magazine bit, you know, like whatever the hell it is. Okay, now knowing all of this, I mean, I was kind of like on the fence. Am I going to watch this or am I not? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm probably going to watch it. But now I'm definitely watching it. (laughs) If if, if it's true. If like half of it's true. Yeah, let's say half of it's true. (laughs) Half of it's true. And the Russian chick's hot. So there's that. With that, and speaking of hot, okay, what we're watching. So, uh, Pamela, a love story on Netflix. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Oh, it's great. Is it Pamela and Tommy? Yeah, it's Pamela Anderson. Okay, it's not Pam. Well, it is Pamela and Tommy, but it's it's uh it's it's Pamela Anderson though. It's it's specifically her. Tommy Lee plays his role in her life. Okay, you know the thing is. I mean, obviously, like if you think back through the ages, like complete hot sex symbol. But she plays it as an extremely likable woman. She does it where she's like, you know, she even tells the like the the film crew and stuff like, I don't even want to wear makeup. I'm not going to do makeup. I'm just going to do this like, okay, just sitting here in my pajamas. And she just kind of sits on the sofa in her PJs and she just like kind of tells the story. And her kids are there. You know, she has a couple of kids. Mm -hmm. They're there and they're handsome guys, you know, and and she just kind of tells her story about like how it all began. I mean, the big turn, which we all know, is the sex tape. Right. The sex tape was probably the beginning of the end of their marriage. Okay. But it's crazy when you think about sex tape got stolen, you know, and right, right. Well, that's why I thought I thought this is the 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 docu series, the the not docu series, the the fiction dramatization of that. But it's not. It's a documentary interview. 
No, this is straight up like her talking about the story interview. It, it, totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, not uh-huh. dramatization of anything. You know, I'll save some of the spoiler alerts, but they had the safe in the house. Yeah. And they were having a lot of construction done in their house. Mm-hmm. Pool, all this stuff, whatever they were doing, whatever it was, they go back and they're just like, huh, safe's missing. Oh, wow. Tommy. She sees the safe. Tommy, safe's missing. Did you move it? I didn't move the safe. Well, where's the safe? I don't. I mean, all kinds of shits in safe, but this one sex tape is like. There's. They have. They videoed everything in their lives. Crazy and VHS, like VHS video. VHS, exactly. From like day one, they videoed everything. Uh huh. Like Thanksgiving dinner, hanging out. And their bone sessions. <laughs> and sure enough, man, it made it into, yeah, you know, yeah. the zeitgeist. And it it just it was what it was. And and a lot of people blame them of setting it loose, trying to, like, capitalize on it and make money on it and stuff. And she's like, I never made a dime from that. that that's the Kardashian. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. But no, you know, and the funny thing is, Clarissa even asked me when we were done watching it. She said, you know, because Clarissa is 12 years younger than me. Right. And she said, did you remember that when you were? Yes. I'm like, hell yeah, I remember that. Like, 94? I was like 23 years old, you know? Like, Clarissa at 94 was 11. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like... And I'm just like, of course I remembered it, you know, at 24, 25, 26, whatever and stuff. I'm like, yeah, Pam Anderson was like, I mean, she was like the shit, you know, and but highly recommended. I mean, OK, she's extremely likable. It's not uh, uh, it's not exploitive. You know, all around, it's a good documentary. I mean, and it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And it they get into Baywatch and her scenes in Baywatch. Now, Tommy Mm -hmm. Baywatch goes on for season after season. One episode, she has to kiss a dude. (laughs) Tommy Lee loses his shit. Destroys the set you know and wow wow oh yeah it's insane you know and he's super jealous of her but yet they were so Uh loyal to each other which when you think about rock stars and stuff and like rock stars and playboy playboy bunnies and all this stuff like when you think about that you don't think about people who are like loyal or you think about like you just think about their lives as just you know like well what'd you expect you married a rock star you married you know like a playboy they were into each other they were tight and it was kind of the beginning of the end and then as it goes on even like today she's had like multiple marriages and she's been with all these relationships and she's like nobody's ever compared like she she's still hung up on him and he's still hung up on her but yet they can't be together you know it's like it's crazy that's interesting because i so i definitely will see that but i thought i love um Lily, you know, Lily James. Have you seen the actress Lily James? No, no, I don't know that. So she she plays Pamela Anderson in Pam and Tommy, which is based, which is a Hulu docuseries or not docuseries, a Hulu, a Hulu miniseries. Oh, they talked about that. Yeah, they talked about the Hulu series. What? She didn't. She's not a fan. She didn't like that. Oh, they hated it. (laughs) Okay, I'll watch that. And then I'll I'll watch this Pam and Tommy. Awesome. Yeah, so that and then uh, we did latest episode of The Last of Us. Okay. No spoilers. However, I don't know wh- wh- where you've left off, but however. I'm, I'm, I'm caught up. I'm caught up. Okay, okay. However, there's no plot armor like Jack Bauer had. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm going to say. Anybody could die. Yeah, seems like it. I don't know. It seems like we'll see what happens next week. Uh, the, the 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 what the preview of next week is like. Oh my god, what the hell's going on? Like, did you see the preview? They're like in a mall. Yeah, they're in a mall, and it's the girl. And well, the preview's in a mall, you know. Yeah, but yeah, there's no plot armor for anybody. You know, they're all I, apparently. You know, like Pedro Pascual is. You know, he he. He could die too, you know. And but but I don't know whether he's dead or whether he's he's recuperating somewhere. 
To me, he might be recuperating somewhere. Exactly. We don't know. He could be. He could be. We don't. I mean, they could write anything into this show. Like, out of the blue, she's screaming. Someone rolls up. Oh, my God. I just so happen to be a surgeon. Finally. No, the finally the fireflies caught up to us. <laughs> exactly. Or, or that. Yeah, and, and like, oh, they saved him, and and now I'm, put her put her in that school, in that concentration camp school, and then <laughs> and now my blood's gonna save the world, and couldn't save the deaf boy, but <laughs> save the world, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, and then I guess uh, with that, just more Seinfeld. So I asked the boys. They said, "What season are you on? What season are you on?" That's what I'm getting to. Sorry, so you're trying to beat me to the punch. I said, boys. I can't believe it. Like, we've been watching Seinfeld this time. Like, what are we on? Season seven? They're like, no, it had season eight, episode nine, you know, whatever. I'm like, wow, wow. They're clocking it. They know. I'm like, wow, you guys are like tuned in, you know? How about you? What have you been watching? Same. I did. The Last of Us is probably the big thing. Servant. I saw Servant this morning. I think we have two episodes of Servant we need to watch. Okay. Servants taking, you know, taking its time. It's it's only half an hour, so it's good. Oh, and I'm watching this season of You, so that's that's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's in it's in it's in London this year, and he's it's it's kind of done as a whodunit. That's a serial killer one. This is it's a serial killer. He did uh, the first season was New York. The second season was L.A. I don't know. Is that the third season was also was like, yeah. And then I think the third season was was the suburbs and now he's in london for this fourth season with the burbs aware though it didn't really matter burbs usa oh didn't say okay. yeah um but then it was like uh the thing about the fourth season is it's done as a whodunit so you kind of have this mystery you know and 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 joe has to kill kill people to to satisfy this mystery other murder <laughs> uh, but it's so funny i was telling Anne, you know Anne's not into the show but I was telling her that it's so funny that you can do a whodunit. Like when you're when you're when you've had when you run out of ideas, or if you're if you're kind of like you're wavering about whether you think it's going to be good enough, you know, to to keep people engaged, make it a whodunit because now like you're invested <laughs> and you're like it's it's not as good as the other seasons clearly, but I'm invested now. I want to I want to figure out who it is <laughs> and I need to f- finish it so that I can get to the end and find out who this who the who the actual you know joe antagonizer is so so it's an interesting way to to keep something fresh without necessarily being the best cinematic season or the best storyline of the season for sure so what else have you been watching um i don't know that's any more velma velma's done like uh, the first season's done oh velma's done but, uh okay. but they've they've been renewed so so even with six percent they've been renewed did the guy get away with it if it wasn't for that crazy those 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 stinking kids uh those darn kids uh yeah no i think it's uh you know they've they've come together to solve like one of the mysteries and the mystery is a little darker than usual, but a lot of brain snatching with open skulls and stuff. So, so lot, lot more violent. Well, we watched two episodes and that was one of them where with like the brains were exploding <laughs> and there was or whatever it was. And there was no, well, the skulls were exploding, but there was no brains in it. Yeah. Right, right, right. So that, that was a great season. I thought, and I'm one of few, so we'll see. We watched we watched uh, Shotgun Wedding again because Bryce wanted Bryce didn't see it the first time around. We got to see that because it's like rom com and I don't know, it's just light. It's light. It's light. It's, it's, it's light. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Light, fun, and ridiculous. <laughs> fun and ridiculous. I know. It's like sometimes you have to suspend disbelief. Yes, of course, of course. How'd your beer finish? I see you have a bit beer, uh, a bit of beer and. Well, you have as much as I mean, I still have a lot of beer, too. Right. But you're just 13 percent. So you got to you got to pace yourself. Oh, the 13 percent is kicking my ass. Mine is just it's holding, you know, it's it's still very cold. So it's it's because it's cold out here. It's not it's not mellowing the way I would expect it to. But, you know, it's still a nice quality dipper. I mean, we're having cold nights like uh, the low 30s, upper 20s. Damn. 
<laughs> what do you guys do? Oh, I don't know. Ours is like, what is it? Four, it's got to be 50 degrees. 50 degrees. 52. It's cold. <laughs> oh, you guys are warm. Dude, we've been hitting like overnights. We've been hitting like 26. Well, you're tucked away in the hills over there. I don't even know how a tornado could hit over there. It's so mountainous. <laughs> Dude, I was hoping, man. I was hoping. No, I'm, I'm only joking about that. But there were some people, though, they were like, oh, my God, why don't they send us home? <laughs> like, what the hell's going to happen if we send you home? None of us have basements. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's like I remember we would go in Illinois, you know, when I was a kid, we would we would, uh, you know, Chicago area, we would go in the hallway and you would kind of like mm -hmm. do this tuck thing and your head would go between your legs. And I used to tell my friends, like, I'm going to like, we're going to kiss our ass goodbye, you know? And, <laughs> but yeah, it was, I don't know, man. It was like a 10 minute scare and people were like losing their minds. <laughs> and it's like, really a tornado. Californians with weather basically just lose their minds. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. I get it. Talk to someone in Alabama or Kansas about tornadoes and all they got to do is issue a warning and people were f like, it's one of those things where they just start running wild with their like arms flailing and, you know, they're screaming and it's like <laughs> nothing's happened yet. <laughs> you know? What are you guys doing? Crazy. Insane. No tornado. How's your beer finishing? Oh, my God, dude. It is more hazelnut than it started. <laughs> How is that possible? It sounded like it started very strong hazelnut. <laughs> it's amazingly good, but it's like over the hills <laughs> hazelnut. I still have like I think I I think I have a third of my beer left. I think I drank two thirds, maybe not even. Over the show, but it's insane. So you could do like a five or six ouncer of that and it'd be nice. Yeah, it's a little bit over. It's like 16 ounces, a little bit too much because it just becomes like stale on the palate. You know, like you just get tired of the hazelnut. I mean, I'm not going to dump it. You know, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But I mean, places like, you know, you're the back room when they pour that five ounce pour of the heavy stuff. That that's why, because you don't. You, you, that's all you need. You just it's need all a you five need. ounce for that, need. and that's good to go. All right, man. Well, let's say we get the uh, flock out of here. Two twenty next week, and two nineteens in the can. Awesome. See you next week. All right, Ted. We'll talk. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.